All right, everybody, this is Imar Sophie with the Sports Inquirer, and this edition of Fighting Peaches features Brett Cersey from Georgia State Men's Soccer. Uh, Brett, thank you for joining us a day after the loss. We appreciate your professionalism and uh, speaking with us, and uh, just go, we'll go to the Georgetown match and then look on the rest of the season. A tough matchup, scoreless at halftime, let those two goals in uh, later on in the second half. Uh, just overall impressions of that match and uh, just uh, not being able to uh, score those goals to to level it out. Yeah, no, I mean, first of all, Georgetown's an excellent team. You know, full full credit to them, and um, you know, I, I I can't say enough about them as a group and how they're set up and and how they compete. Um, certainly, an impressive group, and reason why they were you know probably the 2019 national champions. Um, you know, for us, I, I it wasn't our best day. Um, you know, I, I didn't think we were terribly sharp and, and just lacked a little bit of quality. I thought we defended quite well, actually. Um, you know, but just the moments where we needed a bit of sharpness and, and quality, you know, was just lacking. And, and whether that was just uh, a little bit of fatigue, you know, mental and, and physical, um, you know, we obviously had some injuries going into it. We had a pretty big injury to Ross Finney early in the game where he, he didn't play the rest of the way. Um, you know, for whatever reason, and, and certainly not one to sit and make excuses, we just weren't really up to the standard um, that we expect of ourselves uh, on the day. And, and when you play against a great team like Georgetown, you're, you're going to need to be firing on all cylinders. So, um, you know, again, full credit to Georgetown for, for getting the win and moving on. Yeah, and you mentioned the defense outshot 18-7, to 7, especially in the first half. It seemed like they were a lot on your end but still only able to limit them to two goals. One of them was on a penalty kick. Uh, you know, I thought that the, the, the numbers say that, you know, it was a very one-sided, but I, as you mentioned defensively, I thought you'd held your own uh, in that end. Do you kind of agree with that assessment, even though the numbers may be skewed towards the other side to that? I think we had a distinct strategy going into the game. You know, we were okay and comfortable with them, um, you know, having some of the ball and, and realizing we were going to need to defend. I think it was the moments in transition from defense to attack where, you know, we just had a lot of technical breakdowns. And, um, you know, you just can't do that when you're when you're talking about the, the second round of the NCAA tournament. So, um, you know, we would have liked to have been sharper. But, you know, unfortunately, that's just that's just not the way that it went uh, yesterday. And, um, you know, again, Georgetown's a really good team. And, um, you know, we, uh, we can hold our head to a certain – I think by, by competing with them and keeping it nil-nil for 70 minutes, knowing that we didn't play up to, to our standard, um, you know, but in the same breath, there's, there's a good bit of disappointment and, and, and not winning and not advancing. And, um, you know, I think for us, we're, we're always looking each year to raise the bar. And um, I think we did that, you know, this year and, and hopefully moving forward, it's something that we can, uh, you know, continue to raise. You're speaking of moving forward. What was this, that situation like for you? Winning 13 matches, first ever win in the NCAA tournament, going to Charlotte, you know, a, a strong program, going to Georgetown, who are the number three overall seed in this tournament. How do you take these matches and just continue to build your program uh, to reach those heights and uh, become a perennial, you know, NCAA tournament team? Well, that certainly is the goal. I mean, it, it's, you know, we tell the guys all the time, it's really difficult to win games in college soccer, you know, so... Um, you know, to continue to consistently do it at this level will, will certainly take a, a big challenge and, and for us to continue to, to play at this level, keep progressing and developing as a program. And I think that challenge is exciting, um, you know, when we realize in the same breath that, 
you know, you have to, to kind of take a step back and reflect on, on these moments. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's a reason why it's never been done before, maybe for our program because of the difficulty associated with it, you know, but in the same breath, it was a lot of fun You know, we want to try and be here again. So, you know, we'll, we'll take, uh, we'll take a, a few, a few days and a little bit to kind of, you know, recharge our batteries. It's been a long couple of weeks, but, you know, I do think we'll come back as a program energized and, you know, want to do the the extras and the little things to, to try and get back to this point because um, it was it was a fun ride. And, and I think the ones that will come back and that were a part of it will we'll want to you know strive for it again. So um, the ideas of continuing to try and do that is is fun and exciting and um, difficult all in the same breath. Your reflections on this year for you first year in a new conference, the Mac. You have really had to step up your game with nationally ranked teams in that conference. The new facility at uh, MLK in downtown Atlanta. What about all the newness this year that you took on and just the, the positivity or the, the excitement that you have uh, heading into next season with that? Well, I think that's a good word for just the, the overall reflection of the, of the season was just the excitement associated with it. You know, you're exactly right. It was it was a lot of new things, you know, the facility being a, a really big one for us. Um, then the new league, and we didn't really know what to expect from the new league. And it was great. Um, you know, some, some super competitive teams and um, you know, the Mac was the reason that we were able to get in that large bit in the NCAA tournament. And, and that part of it is exciting. Um, and I think the idea that maybe sometimes gets lost in the shuffle is the idea of coming into a season, maybe without all of the, the, um, the difficulties with COVID associated as well, too. I mean, we obviously keep those in mind, but, um, you know, this fall was, was miles different than last fall, just as it pertained to, to COVID and, and, and taking co- closer steps to the normality of a collegiate season that we're used to. So, you know, th- there was a ton of new and, and maybe, you know, back to, back to what we're used to type of, um, of things with, with, uh, with the year. And, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. I, I was um, really happy for the guys to achieve some of their successes. And, you know, in particular, I think just coming off the, the challenges of the last, you know, 18 months, two years, it's um, it's been good to see guys just, you know, in a good state and and, and, and feeling great about um, just the simple, simple things of playing soccer again. And, um, yeah, hopefully it's something that we can continue to move forward with. And we'll end on this. You mentioned give the guys some rest a few days and <laughs> get them back on it. But no, last year, there was just so much uncertainty with the, the spring schedules for some conferences and everything like that. Lord willing, we're going to have a complete college soccer season complete, you know, by December for nationally. Right. Uh, what do you, how do you plan to approach this spring? Do you want to give them maybe more time off than normal? Cause they've been under so much stress. Are you going to try to do some exhibition matches against other teams? What are the preliminary plans uh, for the spring semester for you? Well, this week, the guys will be out of school and, and we wouldn't have done anything anyways. And, and they'll come back and almost roll right into exams. So, you know, for the most part, to be honest, the next five to six weeks, we won't really do anything with them. Um, you know, we'll, we'll try if we can, uh, you know, fit them in, have some meetings and some end of the year dialogues and, um, you know, set, set forth some plans and ideas on an individual and team basis. Um, you know, for, for the players and in the group and, um, you know, the spring, the aim will be to play some exhibition games. You know, I think the idea of um, getting the group together and the amount of returners that we have, the spring can be really productive for us. Um, you know, and, you know, we're, we're looking forward to it. I think even, 
you know, this again, the finish to the season is an interesting balance. It's one of those where it's there, there's some positivity because or a lot of positivity because of the way the season went. But in the same breath, you know, you have a bit of a, a bad taste in your mouth because, you know, you, you, the way things ended and maybe not playing up to your standards. So I think the the motivators that, that you know, you look for to, to drive you, you know, for the spring and leading up to next fall when, when things kick off again are there. And, and it'll be fun to try and push those buttons from the guys and, and see if we can see progress forward as a group and as a program. Are part of those conversations also with eligibility for some guys because of the pandemic year? Uh, do you have that talk with some guys that maybe want to return or redshirt or even transfer into the program? Have those conversations kind of already started? Uh, to get maybe some guys in or out of there by the spring semester if they decide to move on or have extra year eligibility? Yeah, we, we've had those conversations and they've they've been ongoing for uh, a number of months, to be honest with you, obviously, since the decision by the NCAA was made to give the extra COVID year. So, you know, for the guys in the immediate, uh, we'll, we'll follow back up with those combos. We, we've had a, a, quite a few of them and, and some of it is just trying to figure out what their uh, educational plan looks like now as well too and, and making sure that it can still you know match up to their goals um, but yeah th- those are all you know ex- consistent and constant chats um, we feel really positive about the group that you know we'll probably use that extra year um, you know but it's a balance too you know we want to make sure that again we're we're using it and the guys are using it for for um, uh, good measures and good means, you know, in terms of being productive. And some of these guys will take advantage of it by getting a master's degree. Some of them, it'll get a second um, major in their undergrad degree. And so we just want to ensure that um, we're looking big picture and making sure that we're still setting these guys off to, to meet their career goals and, and their life after college as well, too. So, um, yeah, those will be, you know, can, can constantly evolving, I think, as, as the months go on. But we, pre- we feel pretty pretty optimistic about the group of guys that will be using that extra year and, and coming back for the for the fall season. Oh, right, Coach, thank you for your time throughout this entire season. We've greatly appreciated it. And uh, we'll give you a break also from speaking to me uh, every day or every week, it seems like. But no, we'll catch up maybe during the spring semester once you know your roster and your schedule's a little bit more laid out. But thank you once again for uh, a great 2021 season uh, speaking with us. Yeah, no, thanks for taking the time. It's always been a pleasure. All right.